let's get into today. let's get into this podcast where I, Fabrizio Rosmano, have been joined by my special guest for this episode, Erling Haaland, to have a bit of a chat about his. This current. is this is the almost official announcement. Let's I, Fabrizio Rosmano, are here we going it, but it's not uh, been. It's not been confirmed by the clubs yet, but Fabrizio Rosmano has here had said, "Here we go on this transfer." It is Erling Haaland to Manchester City. So I'm joined by Erling Haaland himself. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now let's just let's just go through kind of your credentials and history as a player, where you've come from, what's happened at past clubs, have the transfers worked out, have have they not? Has, have they possibly flopped and, you know, uh, just kind of your current status as a player? Like, what is... Yeah, all right. So, actually, this one's quite comfortable. So, well, back in the day, I was actually playing in the Manchester City Academy. Uh, yeah. And I spent a long time there for Manchester City and uh, built relationships with the club. Um, and then the owners and I kind of, you know, had a bit of a fallout and I moved on to... To Liverpool, pretty much a club that you know has a crazy fan base and currently is at the top of well, a few few seasons ago was at the top of yep. English football. Uh, but that was only a brief stint, kind of uh, you know didn't do too well but, but, at Liverpool. But I think that that is also a key a key. Uh, I think if you're looking at my resume now, that is yeah. probably. I was going to say it's the a, thing that made me as a player. Yeah, it's a key part of your career. I oh. think you had to you had to go to that level just to see what it was like. And you you have to experiment it. at that level. Oh, 100%. And look, if you're looking back on that now, maybe that wasn't the best uh, experience. But look, the achievements were there for that brief brief, yep. few, uh, brief few months. But then we moved on to Dortmund. Uh, look, Dortmund was actually very successful the first time around. Yeah, I think everyone would say that. The fans really enjoyed the time I think Dortmund. that was a, a, an appreciated uh, transfer. Yeah. I, think, I think you have to say that no club in the world wanted to interfere with that. No, it was it was let go, and um, and then yeah, again, me and the owners kind of you know fell out a little bit. Had a three day kind of grace period where I wasn't really invited to training, wasn't invited to games. Yeah, I just yeah, it wasn't it wasn't really active at that point. Got got back into you know game time. Probably another another three months went by, and then the owners and I kind of just decided call call it a day. Uh, but then they were they were actually running out of money at the time, and they called me back. They called me back for pretty much a four day stint. And yeah. Four days went by, and I was like, "This isn't for me." Look, I've tried twice now, and me and the owners still aren't getting along. Me and the players aren't really getting along. I think I think we and see that a lot in this game, though. You, it's, I think so. you go I think you go so. back for the memories, and memories are strong. And you know, without emotions, what really are we? Well, wait. But it's those emotions that hook us into certain clubs. We sign emotions with clubs, and we think it's going to be easy to repeat. But we forget what goes along with that. And I think, and that's in your you... case, you, you looked at those past memories and past emotions, and and thought we could replicate them. Yeah. Which yeah. it was a possibility, but in the end, in football terms, it was it was a flop. It, is that it fair to say? It was I a think flop. The, the, the second time around, or the third, depending on how you want to see it, it was a flop. And look. I'm ashamed of how, you know, actually making that decision to go back, but it's happened and, you know, in football, if you take a penalty, you know, and you miss, well, it happened, you know? Yeah, it happens. It, that, it, that's it, the it kind does. of thing that just it, happens. It happens. And, and I think and I think where, you know, you look at this now and it's controversial is yeah. now I'm on the verge of pretty much signing a deal with Manchester City again. But and I've grown up in that environment yeah, and true, I'm, about to, I'm 
I'm about to take that leap into senior football. I'm, I'm about to move to a club that doesn't really have much fans. <laughs> the club is... I think that's fair to say. I think, I think, it's, fair to I say. think it's fair to say. Ticket sales aren't really going to be whether, whether it's for the best or the worst, and I think, you know... And whether Man, my reputation goes Man down City that, is who knows? Man City is a club who, because of their past, you know, kind of lack of success, that that's, that's why... That's, that's why, why the, the fans are kind yeah. of lacking. But this is an excellent transfer, I think, to get back to the top. And, you know, they do have somewhat of a fan base, but it's the fan the, base the fan is base so easy to grow. The and the fan, fan base yes, is yes. just so open to growth. Oh, you know, all across the world, I think it's, this, is, this could be an excellent transfer. And in terms of the fan base, I think it's the kind of transfer which is really going to grow, expand the fan oh, base. Oh, and I think Manchester you have to look City. at this as well in growing my... Uh, my career as a player is yeah what what kind of what kind of growth can you project with well, this transfer the game time I'm going to get is something I've never seen before I think I'm going to experience uh, playing on the field more than I've ever actually seen like at Liverpool you know short two, two months stint Dortmund you know I score goals but nothing too special so you're saying this is a more long term project I think this is way. I think I think I'm going to be here for a few years Wow, think, that's, that's quite, that's quite think, a bold statement, but I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad I think to hear my it. kids I'm are going to sure, get to know the club. I'm sure Manchester City will be glad to hear this as well, because I think because of your kind of bouncing around, experimenting, which is, is what you wanted at the time, but I think it might have left a bit of a trail of, you know, can, can this player commit to a club? Because he's yeah. still young, yes, that's so true. much that's potential, such a quality player. All the club wants is for that type of player to commit to them. And you look at the old, you know, the old quote is, if you go searching for, for, the, right, for the right club, you, you're not going to find it. But if the I think in this the case, the club did you, come to you. I, think, I yeah. think so. So I think when I spoke to my agent about it, it was actually a very tight turnaround. It was probably like a three-day almost, it's happening or it is. But, but it's kind of been in the works for a while, would you say? Well, the, I think I've always been in contact because I was at the academy. Yeah, you, you yeah, had, I always you knew had Manchester good City from a young age. Yeah, that's true. And but I think the other thing that makes this one harder is now there was a lot of you know initially when we came there was no striker I was competing with. There's that's been no true. Striker. And I'll just stop you there for a second and yeah. let's just introduce and we'll just talk about the current situation at Manchester City at the moment. So we have Julian Alvarez who was brought in not too long ago, not too long ago, to be the main number nine. To 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 be the number nine for Manchester City and. You know, they kind of needed someone like Julian Alvarez. They needed number nine. That's the kind of player that they were lacking. And they brought them in. And I can't think you can can say it's gone badly. I think it's gone all right. But not too much just, media attention. It's not too much media attention. Gone a bit under the radar. But I think it's got to the stage where it's kind of not going anywhere. There's a f- And especially when you compare the kind of player Alvarez is to the kind of player Haaland is, which the, is the player they're now going to bring in. There's, you know, they fall behind in a lot of areas. Well, Holland is a more overall rounded player. I think a much better connection already with the club. And I think it's just a much better fit. But it does make pushing Alvarez out the door that much Well, harder. and as I was about to say, I think it made Manchester City mad when I moved to Liverpool. Because, you know, they felt close like betrayed, rival. close rival, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, they've been then, competing for quite a long time. And then after that stint at Liverpool, kind of was a bit lost, didn't really know where to go. Kind, You could say I was a free agent for a little bit. And, you know, talks became back with Manchester City. But I think I decided as a, as a person that 
it wasn't going to work. So I went to Dortmund. Again, I think that for a, for a very while... Dortmund was something different for you. But I think Manchester City, they tried to... They tried their very best to be in good relation with Dortmund. And yeah. it just kind of, after a few few months, they, you know, it, their relationship with Dortmund really died down. And I think... So it's taken a lot to regain the trust of loyalty back to Manchester City. But I think now that it's happened, you know, it's looking good. But my issue with Julian Alvarez is that he loves the club. Absolutely yeah. loves it. And I It was think, his dream move. It was oh, his dream move. And how he's, how he's managed to... to uh, signed for Manchester City, you'll never know. You'll, you'll genuinely That's true. never know. You look at Julian Alvarez, he's not quite the kind of player that you'd think Man City would want to bring in. But obviously, look, we don't. Times. Obviously, we, we're on the outside. We don't quite know what the players really like. But what we can see if they, is they have had good times. So that's why, you know, though it really definitely does have to happen. This termination of, well, and of I think, Julian Alvarez's contract th- is going to be hard yeah, for the club. Yeah, and I think what else goes under the under the radar is his behaviour off the field. I think that's true. On the that's field, true. on the field, absolutely brilliant. But but also, uh, well, brilliant. You know, I think that could be debated. If you if you if you maybe brilliant to the club, he was you, a good person. Yeah, that's to the true. Club. And if but as soon as you start lacking behind in in the, your performances, oh, 100%. you want to have that off the field. You know your mentality and you know how you behave off the field, all that that discipline off the field. If that stays top, then you know the the performances of the player are going to come back. But if that's lacking behind, then it's really is it. And I think does become a concern. And I think the, the thing I like about Manchester City is the protocols. You know, it's not it's that's not true. it's that's not true. black and white. Well, they have a strong they philosophy. Have, yes, exactly. They have, a, and I think, they have a philosophy which suits them. And to be honest, Erling, I think I think your your transfer is completely suits that philosophy and I think the thing that Julian I think the main reason why he's done that is he's gone against that you know bringing smoke into the changing rooms is that is that really a that's bright true. decision you know that's true that is just not and that's what the stuff I'm kind of talking about as you know that might be tolerable when you when you when, when you're, you're kicking your goals yeah. when you're kicking oh, goals 100%. and you and you're putting in the performances that Manchester City expect of you as soon as your performances fall back all that stuff just builds up and builds up and builds up and it actually becomes a problem. And I think it's quite ironic that we're actually talking about this tonight because just before this uh, this podcast, got a message from the club pretty much saying that that uh, that Julian Alvarez was going to be sold. Well, he, he, he was going to be released. That's actually a perfect transition into let's just go a bit more in depth on how you set a three day turnaround. Let's talk about how the last three days have kind of gone. How have your negotiations gone? Uh, how have your agents uh, talked to talk to Manchester City? And because it has been pu- pushed through quite quickly, which yeah. is quite unique. So well, let's I just talk about a, where the negotiations. An, I think we're are in at. an awkward time in the window where they've they've signed Julian Alvarez. They've yeah. realised he's the wrong player for them. They've released Jesus. They've got no one to lean on. They've really got no one to lean on. They, you know, they're pretending to. I think for a while there, they're pretending to Alvarez that you know they were. Uh, it was going to work out. It was going to work out. But realistically, they knew they knew what their plan was. So they reached out to me, and yeah. you know, I I was a free agent. I really kind of just moved on from Dortmund. Dortmund's still chasing me, but I decided, you know, not a fourth time. Yeah, you had to keep your career oh, in, in the front of your mind. And so, you know, there's no there's no shame in saying that you know I went back went back into talks with Manchester City, and three days. And how around, serious were these? So how these 
the talks were kind of casual up until three days ago? I think or so. Were there so no Sunday, Sunday they reached out. Sunday oh, they reached out, yeah. Just for context, we're, we're doing this on what, Friday night. Yeah. So last Sunday they reached out. Very casual talks. Very casual talks, bit of a meet-up. You know, nothing, literally nothing. Went, went straight back to work, you know. Yeah. Um, only, a, only an hour or so, quick, quick meeting. And then Wednesday comes around. Things change. Brief, like Tuesday night, we're, we're doing something. We're going out. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna try and make this happen. So I spent the whole day. And I think at this stage, it's starting to realise, you know, yeah, I possibly think, the flaws yeah. in Alvarez's game as well. Yeah, and I think spending the twelve hours I did, or thirteen maybe hours I did yeah. at the club, uh, on Wednesday was the real the was hours change. The hours really pushed. Yeah, the and then I kind of said to the club, "Well, look, I don't really in the next two three weeks." I'm a bit busy, you know, seeing family, international See, that, I was duty. just going to say that. That really... Co- the international break, which starts this Friday night, Saturday morning, that does complicate things. And also the mini training break that we're on at the moment. Oh, that does com- That does complicate things. But, you know, it's going to be... It's going to be a complicated transfer oh, when it does 100%. go through. Because Haaland is an in-demand player, not just for club, for country... You know, he's got sponsorships and lots of other commitments. So, so you know, that's Manchester I, that's City have got to be prepared. They've got to be prepared to, you know, take that on the yeah. chin and understand that's that's a part of the transfer, but you might have to let that slide for the quality of player that you're bringing in. And I said, I said to the club, I said, look, in the next three weeks, even to a month, you're not going to see much of me. You'll see me on the TV. Yeah. That's about it. And so I said, look, I'm ready to sign the dotted line. I'm ready to make a deal, but you obviously have Julian Alvarez here. He's still here. Yeah. I'm not here to be on the bench. I'm not here to just wait yeah, for, of for course, a start. Of course. So, anyway, Thursday comes around. Nothing really, you know, blows up. Thursday afternoon comes around, and I say, "Look, I'm going out to dinner with my agent to talk about this." They yeah. said, "Well, can you want to come?" Let, and right. let's and let's just take us through the events of Friday because that, this was the event Friday night. Well, so initially I was with actually the, meant to the, go with the agent meeting the you, your agent, and obviously Manchester City. And, and what's happened there? Yeah, so me and my agent, we went there with intentions of... Um, my, my agent was going to talk to another player, you know, pretty much a job interview. And anyway, we've got there and we've kind of decided, well, we've got a big deal here. And does does my agent really have time to, you know, to be making a deal with another player to accept that job interview? And so we've ended up going for dinner. The club's come to, to pretty much... Not not really to negotiate, just to have a just to have a, uh, a just casual, to see where things yeah, are just to at. see yeah. see where have things are at, how we're going, yep. meet the agent, all that sort of stuff. Anyway, night goes round. We're together for like three, oh maybe two hours, and then things really start to kick off. The clubs, mate, all over, all over me, just trying to sign me. Has no other intentions really, yeah. and made it very clear. But also, the underlying thing here was that Alvarez still at the club. You yeah, know? and you and you're thinking, you know. You don't know Alvarez that well, but just morally... Morally, I can't be as over the club as yeah. they were to me. So you've kind of held off City in the moment there. Then you both separate at the end of that night. And it seems like it's easier to talk about these things, possibly with a bit of separation. It's dialed down a bit. You can both think through a bit more what you're saying over text. But it actually wasn't text that further advanced no, so it because yeah, the Asian I'll, I'll talk, on the call. I'll, yeah, so basically, we've got we're, we're on the way home. We're walking home. We've just caught the bus in the bus stop nearby my house, and we're we're talking about it. And um, and my agent goes, you know what? 
let's give the club a call. We've got to sort this out. We, this not, is almost an all or nothing situation. Oh, you're, you're not going to see me That's for the correct. next for the next month. You either want the deal or you don't. Yeah. So he picks up the phone. Look, this is a perfect match. You need a good number nine. We've got a good number nine. We have quality. We have talent. And we have a brilliant club, you know, at, at offer. Yeah. You, you'd be silly not to take you, you, it. In other words, you know, the player in the club, they're a perfect match. Oh, like, I think the stars aligned for them. The to, stars aligned. And, you know... Ultimately, there's no reason why this shouldn't be happening. This this should oh. be happening. Uh, I think that's it what the agent earlier, was pushing. Necessarily, I think it should. I think that's earlier. true, and uh, that's what the agent Which is was why pushing I'm there. On it wasn't. It, I'm led to believe it wasn't a, a long phone call. It was a shorter phone call, but it was it was to the point. Oh, 100 percent straight to the point. And to be honest, I lost a little bit of hope because the reaction from the club was not too. Like, you know, my agent wasn't very impressed with the reaction because it was kind of like, yeah, it's not that easy. Yeah, like we not. have Julian Alvarez here, he's making good money. Yeah. We've got a contract. We're gonna have to pay. But him I out. think the call just really got the club thinking. But I, and definitely, once, and once, definitely. And once that call uh, ended, I'm led to believe things moved quite fast through the night oh, from there. Oh, and this is the kicker. So basically, I think what what's happened here is the club's gone. You know what? We still have Julian Alvarez here, but the agent's completely right. You know, cr- cr- like perfect match for me. We need him as the number nine. Like pretty much take my money at this point and so anyway the club goes home talks to the owner one of the owner's agents uh you know kind of talk back and pretty much say get rid of julian Alvarez." like you know you'd be silly not to get rid of him and so pretty much from here things just go absolutely crazy quick julian alvarez you know well actually paragraphs are being sent to me about what they're going to say to julian alvarez yeah. as to why he's you know going to be released from the club Blah, blah, blah. I tell them how passionate I am about to come into the club, how excited going back to my, you know, childhood club. Yeah. And it, it, honestly, it's all going really well from here. Wake up this morning. Plan is pretty much been told by the club, look, it's happening today. And didn't really know how to feel about that because, you know, they had other commitments this morning and nothing really happened. Anyway, I get to the night and it goes, we're about to do it. We're about to send it. This is what I'm saying. And we're sending it. And, and me and my agent, we go out for dinner. We we actually ce- celebratory dinner. This is always. a big moment. So this is this it's going is back where... to the childhood club. You know, it's it might not be the biggest transfer of the career, but it's definitely one of the one of the ones that's going to be talked be about the most. most surprising. It's, no one's expecting this. It's, it's going to be a surprising transfer. It's going to be definitely one that defines uh, rela- defines the, yeah. you and Man City. Harland as a person. Yeah, and I think. If this and Man City, if, if anything, this shows. Yeah, I was gonna say is. if this stint at Man City doesn't end ba- does end badly though, you know, I don't think it's gonna benefit gonna be- benefit you or the club. But yeah, as but there said, will as, be no as chance you, of going as back. As you said tonight, as you said tonight, you committed, and that's what the club loves to hear. The fans will love to hear that. So let's just talk a bit more about that. Looking into the announcement of the. In football terms, Ballon d'Or, which is coming late December, early January. What steps are you going to take? Because obviously that has got to be something that you're looking to oh, achieve. 100%. So, well, it's diff- It's complicated by the international breaks and duties that are coming up, specifically the World Cup in late November. Uh, how are you going to kind of go get around those issues, ultimately leading up to the announcement of, of the Ballon d'Or, which, you know would be amazing amazing achievement oh, for the I club think, and for you as as a player personally just given you know the 
the short length of time that you would have been in, at the club in, in about well, three months' time. this is the thing. I think as such a surprising transfer, the Ballon d'Or, you know, the hopes of the Ballon d'Or is pretty much, you know, the, the fans see it as not going to happen. There's no way it can happen. But I honestly think that it can because we're going into the pointy end of the season and I think what we need to see now is achievements. We need to see instant results. Yeah. Things are going to have to move very quickly. Yeah. And I'm going to have to score a lot of goals. Club's going to have to be on board. And, you know, they might not like how quickly I'm going to take it but if we're going to get the Ballon d'Or at the end of the year you know yeah I, I think it's going to be it's going to be necessary I've, I think you've got to take it quickly <laughs> because of the international breaks the times that you're not when, you, when you're back at the club they have to be productive and you know they, they have to have a purpose and they've got to be enjoyable for you know the club's got to be seeing results the players got to be seeing results and, oh, but I think I this is all completely uh, completely possible um, in yeah. that, even in that short window, uh, you know, there's going to be a, a short window just before the Ballon the Ballon d'Or is announced in that uh, and, late and December, I think, early I think what you have time. to also what you also have to mention here is that we're obviously not going to have the longevity over some some of the relationship players we have with other clubs. That's that's you know, that's written. other contenders have have you know, it might not have been as successful as a successful stint, but. The players been at the club for a longer amount of time. You oh, know, they've been 100%. they've been succeeding well enough. It hasn't been amazing, but you know they've been succeeding well enough. And I think the other thing is, I don't think that I think the dotted line will be be signed in about two days because I think you're going to need the club to have some breathing room over getting over this. You know, I know the uh, the, the club was quite upset that they had to yeah. release Julian Alvarez because he was very good in training, but some of the you know disciplinary issues they yeah. had with him was the reason why he's going. But it obviously hurts to release a player. Like, yeah. I think you're silly not to believe that. So, I but ultimately here, you are looking for a place. Oh, and so. I, uh, yeah, ultimately it's your job. You know, you, yeah. you, you have to find a better, that, that's, better match. That's part of that's part of being a club, being a club full stop, but also being a club the size of of Manchester City. Oh, a hundred percent. And if you want to actually get some fans, if you actually want to increase your fan base, yeah, you're going to have to make that move because if if you're going to see the whole season. You know, Kevin De Bruyne is feeding the number nine really well, but it's Julian Alvarez yeah. and he's not finishing. Well, what's the point of being with him? In know? that in that sense, it's it's a tactical transfer from the player, you, and the club as well. It, it's quite clear that this is just totally going to work for both for, on both ends of the equation. Yeah, and I think, but just going back to when the double line will be signed, because obviously that's going to be the excitement. Yeah, I think you're going to give it today. Club's still getting over it. Yeah, tomorrow. It's still that bit of, you know, time where, oh, we've actually just let, you know, our number nine go. Yeah. And even though a, we know we have a replacement, a yeah, it's kind of the shock hits. Reality hits you. And and I think that's when tomorrow night they're going to go, okay, let's do this. You know, yeah. like, you know, Julian's gone. Let's go. Let's let's make this happen. So I think I'll be looking at signing the dotted line tomorrow night. Um, if not, it will definitely come within the week. But it's just more when I'll see the... Um, see the club because I think I'll see them on Sunday uh, for just a one hour and I think that's when, well, look, when I'm going to have to sign the club. Well, that, that's exciting. Thanks for your time, Erling. As I said earlier in the podcast, I, Fabrizio Rosmano, did here we go confirm this last night, but as you've heard, it has been confirmed by the player himself, on Erling Sunday. Haaland, on, uh, this is Friday night, that he expects the contract to be signed with Man City by Sunday. Uh... Here we go. It's been great talking to you. Again, I'm here we go confirming it. 
Erling Haaland's confirming it. It's a big transfer, one of the biggest of the year and the season so far. We'll see how it goes. Erling Haaland is moving to Manchester City. Erling, thanks for your time. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me.